and this is me speaking out of my own fucking psychic work. Sorry, I just, I don't, I don't know why I just apologize. <laughs> you apologized last week too. <laughs> why? <laughs> Who are you apologizing to? I don't know. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Maze. Welcome to episode 167. We are talking to you. You may immediately notice a difference in our audio. We are actually not in person, Scott and I. We're not in the in-house studio in my living room. We are both on Zoom. <laughs> welcome. Not too terrible, although... I would say the majority of the podcast may sense to me, which are many, have atrocious audio. And yet we are here for the content. So I also like I'm at I'm at this, I'm on a deck. In- I did I do hear the cars now. <laughs> hear the cars and the barking. So again, uh, I guess it's real life. We're not, we're not in a professional studio. We're having a conversation. I'm, I'm in, no. a, in a house and we're having a zoom call. Yeah, no, I feel like your audio, I can tell the first like two seconds, whenever you talk, it takes a second to pick up that you're talking. What? It's, it's okay. It's not terrible, but I'm like, I'm aware of that happening. Well, that sounds awful. It's, it's, it's ever since I said that though, it hasn't happened. So I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> just That's keep your face looking at me don't turn your face away okay um okay welcome to this episode everyone we are talking about audio quality <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about synchronicity <laughs> synchronicity which um is an interesting topic that's been on i don't know it's been in my ethers our ethers for like probably a year now I have a friend who's really into synchronicity and is always like synchronicity. And then about six months ago, I read The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And she talks a lot about synchronicity. And I've also been diving into the work of Carl Jung, who coined the word synchronicity. So we we just randomly chose this topic. Just as we always do. I think it's always a random decision. But mm-hmm. I think I think... I think the way I like to think about it is we're inviting. I like to think that we're putting it on people's radar. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if people are listening to this episode and they're on the journey with us in terms of no small thing, like, uh, like I kind of want to enlist a bunch of people to be thinking about this, which I guess is sort of meta. Cause that seems like it, it brings about synchronicity. Like if we're all thinking about it together. <laughs> is it synchronicity that we're doing this? I don't think so, but um, yeah, it's an interesting topic. I'm curious, like, cause both Scott and I knew of this word had kind of dabbled in it. And then both of us in our researching for this episode, listened to a few podcasts and I'll speak for myself, but I think this is going to be a conversation where we're really wondering what even is this? Like, I don't feel like I have a good handle on exactly what synchronicity is. And I thought I believed in it. And then 
after yesterday, I was like, I don't know if I believe in this. And then I woke up today and I was like, I want to believe in it. Okay. So. Well, <laughs> really get right into it because I mean, I definitely have big thoughts. So like, so first of all, I think we I'll, define it. Yeah. I have it pulled up right here. Um, maybe you have a different definition, but this is just the di- that dictionary definition. Okay. The simultaneous occurrence of events, which appear significantly related, but have no discernible causal connection. I'll read it one more time. The simultaneous occurrence of events, which appear significantly related, but have no discernible causal causation or connection. Yes. Uh, So. Can I add some things? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) That's it. That's synchronicity. There it is. I think that that's a great definition. I think a really easy easy definition is meaningful coincidences. Meaningful coincidences. I I heard this Jungian life, the the guy said, maybe it was another one. you, You sent me several podcasts I listened to yesterday. One guy said, that a coincidence is a exclamation point. Yes. And synchronicity is a question mark. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? This coincidence, it has this sense of like a deeper meaning to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the word synchronicity was first cr- like written about by mm-hmm. Carl Jung. Yeah. Who for folks that don't know is a psychotherapist psychoanalysis analytic thinker theorist who did a lot of work around he had this big idea that there was this thing called the collective unconscious and the collective conscious and that in in all folks and all cultures and all people this was this was Carl Jung's idea there were these overarching archetypes and pieces of meaning that are actually true to everyone. So not only do we have in ourselves like unconscious parts that are our own, but we all are operating with like a a cosmic unconscious. So I think for him, synchronicity was a huge piece in this of, it's almost like a piece where you're tapped into that cosmic unconsciousness and I think for him he would always say that like a moment of synchronicity is an invitation to see an archetype in your life like it's gosh it's drawing you towards that what do you mean by archetypes uh great question (laughs) I I don't know how I would define archetypes like archetypes are like stories myths characters that like kind of tropes of sorts that show up and get passed down so like an archetype of like the divine feminine would be an example or the archetype of like the trickster or the archetype of I I don't I don't know like mother mother yeah yeah exactly um and not meaning that things are like Oh, like if someone shows up and I could be like, oh, you're acting like the archetype of the mother, which means it doesn't mean you're necessarily like a female mother birthing a child, but you're living into the the meaning we've made out of that storytelling, that like way we've characterized this thing. And Jung did a lot of work around like mythologies and looking at like mythological stories and looking at like archetypes that emerge that for him, for him was like proof of the collective unconscious. And Jung's understanding who 
coined those words synchronicity. So we're, we're going to inevitably be talking a lot about Carl Jung and his ideas. Uh, a, a synchronicity was not just like a coincidence that happens that's random. It's like a coincidence that is a very meaningful coincidence that is, is related to your psyche. Like, it's not just like, oh, you know, something random. It's actually like a piece of the universe that is linked up with your own personal unconscious and the collective unconscious. It's like this kind of integrating moment. And I think he would describe it or other folks that have like gone on to think about synchronicity would say it's like a thumbs up from the universe, like a, like a, a way in which, oh yeah, if you're paying attention, you'll notice these pieces. And it's like, it's kind of, I, I understand it almost as like being in flow, like if a synchronicity arrives, it's like, oh yes, like you're in flow there. Like there's a, there's a touch of like tapping into the, like the, the undercurrents. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of like what, where it kind of developed out of this idea of synchronicity. So I think folks who are like hardcore unions are like that synchronicity. But then the word I think has now taken on its new meaning as folks adapt it and it changes kind of thing. And, and Carl Jung also came up with these thing, this these terms introversion and extroversion. And I think that just highlights that there's these sort of concepts, theoretical concepts that have that have become part of the collective consciousness that we talk yeah. about a lot that yeah. we probably don't fully understand. They've become maybe slightly diminished or they've become um, watered down maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe watered down and also expanded upon. Like Jung introduced this idea of introversion and extroversion. And I mean, he's all about like Jung's ideas are also all about this idea of like, kind of like opposites, like introversion, extroversion, and like the light and the shadow and like bringing the shadow into light. So yeah, I think we've changed the meaning, but I also feel like people have really contributed to the conversation around introversion, extroversion, and taken those concepts and created almost like new meanings out of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's interesting the way that like something like synchronicity gets lumped in with something like coincidence. Cause I think coincidence isn't, it, that is more of just an everyday term that wasn't created by some sort of research theorist type person. It's not, there's not like a philosophy of coincidence or something like that, or like a metaphysical theory of coincidence, at least from what I understand. I think that from, cause I just began doing some research and stuff. I think a lot of people do have thoughts around coincidences. And like, I was reading some articles that was like, science is in and the probability of coincidences is just that it's probable. Like it's statistically coincidence is just statistically. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> coincidences aren't some phenomenological thing. They're just like, that's just basic math happening in our world. Okay. So I'll say this, everybody without maybe we used to do show notes, so we don't have show notes to direct you to, but maybe we'll post a link on our Instagram. I listened to, I was on a little road trip yesterday and I listened to two episodes podcast episodes on synchronicity that may sent me and i think the, what i heard yesterday challenges my my whole worldview or the whole you know goal of this podcast of curiosity i was like it my my curiosity was almost getting shut down mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was like 
I was like, this is too much. I didn't know synchronicity was this hardcore, this serious. Like, I thought it was more of a playful, like, oh, that's that's sort of, that's just like a little bit of synchronicity there. And it was sort of some, this just kind of casual phrase we used, which I was kind of liking. Like, I guess you could say, you know, somebody would say magic, you know, like if you yeah. say, oh, that's like, that's like magic. And if you say magic, you're not saying it, or I, I wouldn't be saying it like seriously. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, I actually believe in magic and supernatural things. But then there are people in the world who literally practice magic. Right, right, exactly. So, and so they'd be like, well, magic is a really like significant thing that like, right. don't mess with what magic actually is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, exactly. So, so I think synchronicity yesterday was coming up on many levels. Like it was coming up in the realm of like aliens and the paranormal mm-hmm. and time mm-hmm. loops, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like, and then heavy, deep philosophy and then like phenomenological stuff of the mind and the collective unconscious. And one of the podcasts I was listening to, they were really getting into this idea of like proving it. Like, yeah. And, and honestly, that's where I had to say, like, I want to be curious, but also for some reason, I am not in any way interested in proving synchronicity. Right. I feel you on that. Like, I'm like, yeah. I think that's the point of it is that you don't prove it. And like, so like another thing that around synchronicity and Carl Jung is Jung did a lot of work around religion and phenomenological stuff. And I think part of why he was working with this idea of synchronicity is kind of to to draw in folks to say, hey, you can have belief in things beyond yourself that's not tied down to religion. Like there's these other kinds of things happening, like synchronicity, that's like an entry point for other folks or like is something that's different than religion to be speaking about the supernatural. Like it can be synchronicity. And there's this piece of me that was, I was listening to some of these podcasts and I'm like, well, I guess all my stories that I thought were synchronicity maybe aren't, but like, what's the point of like part of it does feel like allowing yourself to enter into this kind of mode of wanting to see things that are kind of beyond yourself and wanting to see things that are unexplainable and like allowing that to have room as opposed to kind of trying to nail down what seems mysterious. No. Yeah. I think that's exactly said. So I feel like almost you and I are on the same page a little bit. Um, but or maybe all the way, but, (laughs) um, I was just thinking, like, I kind of felt a little, like, I'm like, felt like a little, like, as I was listening to this one podcast that we listened to the same one. So we'll, we'll put it, suggest to you guys. It's, it's in this podcast called like, what is magic or something like that. Yeah. And it, it was like, okay, cool. But like, it was taking some of the magic out of synchronicity. Like it was taking some of the, like, the fun out of synchronicity and also like the potential meaning making and they even talked a bit about how it's like it's very like egocentric to kind of think that the universe is you know participating in your life in this kind of way which I guess is maybe true but like also what does that belief like how is that belief necessarily like super problematic you know right Right. I, I, I'm, and, and oh, oh, I'm already getting a little flooded, but like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess just for handles, like I was trying to think of like true, maybe 
uh, uh, like synchronous, what would I say? Synchronous moments, moments of synchronicity I've experienced in my life. And yeah. I, I couldn't think of like a big one. Um, but like listening to this union life, just so everybody has, has some sort of reference point. It's like one of the, one of the hosts was saying they were in New York looking for a job and had that on their mind and were in the subway and somebody left a newspaper with the newspaper open to a job that was perfect for her. She applied, she took the job. So it's like a job is on her mind. The universe, heavy quotes, everybody brings her this newspaper with this job ad, you know, and so she gets it. So it's like things like that. It's like a short, another little explanation of what we're talking about, I guess, just somebody's listening. You know, something's on your mind, essentially. And then, mm-hmm. and then again, heavy quotes, the universe is bringing you stuff that has to do with that and is syncing up. And it seems like almost like a meta coincidence or like a more meaningful right. coincidence or right something like that. Right. So like, that's the point is like, it's not just like a random thing that happens. It's like something that's already, that's like contributing to where you're at in terms of like, your psychic growth of sorts. So like synchronicities may be something like, oh, you had a dream about something Mm -hmm. and then you encounter it. So what originally got Jung to want to coin this term synchronicity, like the the big story in his life was he had a patient who dreamt of this bird. I forget, like a scarab or something. That is like a very rare bird that like doesn't fly in this season. And while that patient was telling him about it, and then that in their session room, that bird came flying past the window. And it's like, why, why, like, it's so rare and it's meaningful to this person's, like what they're working with in terms of their subconscious work. So it's like these moments of almost like, and if you think of Jung as kind of being this person who's working with like shadows and light and someone who's like really kind of obsessed with this idea of like integration being bringing the subconscious into the conscious like that seems to be this really interesting piece of synchronicity where it's like oh these moments emerge out of the subconscious and make their way into the external world like it's an internal external touch point where you're like oh if you notice it it's like whoa they touched they tapped oh these can be in relation to each other you know yeah I guess the, the way you're saying it is sounds like the fun, interesting way. Like I was approaching synchronicity up until these podcast episodes yesterday is it, almost like the way we're approaching dreams, right. you and me, which yeah. is, I think why it was kind of fun that we were going to do synchronicity before we talk about dreams next week. Yes. Um, and so I guess, I guess we're using synchronicity as a prompt of sorts and like of course, wanting to define it and play around with it. But now I'm like wanting to also give my opinions on some things. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely brings forward like different attitudes people take towards life in a way. Yeah. If you believe in synchronicity or not is an interesting thing because it was introduced to me also through this book, The Artist's Way, which uh, both Scott and I, I've read some of it aloud. You've read some of it. Have you read the part on synchronicity? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, she's really talking about how like you as a creative person have connection to the universal flow of creativity. Like she begins that book by like these like 10 truths about like creativity. And like one of which is like, you have access to the universe's innate creative flow, which is like, 
many people might immediately read that and be like, no, that's not true. The universe is not that all these things, but it's like, well, she's like, Hey, you may not believe it or not, but like try and live by these principles for the next eight weeks, just trust in it, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's like, part of this is, is like, let's talk about synchronicity. Like if you are even just for these eight weeks, believing in this idea of the universe is having an indwelling creative process that is moving forward and moving towards creation, you will start to pick up and notice these synchronicities. Like, and I think some people are like, oh, it's just you noticing it's been there the whole time. And it's like, sure, great. Like that's that's right. great. Like right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I think I think it brings up something in terms of my journey, and I guess the journey we probably invite people along to on this podcast uh, about like religion and faith and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm done with the whole do you believe um debate. And yeah. that might sound strange. Like, I guess I, I wouldn't want to say I'm further along on any sort of particular journey. I am right. on my own journey and right. I have, I have gone, I've gone away. I, not, I have not left, but I'm like, I've gone on a path. I'm not further down the road than any other person. I'm just on my journey. So, so right. for me, right. I've, in my mind, I have gone down a path. I have progressed quote unquote down a path. And so for me, this, this binary believe or don't believe debate is, is over. And, yeah. and I was listening to, you know, we watched this Rick Rubin documentary, highly recommend everybody. I've watched it like four times now called Shangri-La. Shangri-La. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he keeps saying, I, I believe in everything. Right. And, and in the, in the documentary, it's like people keep asking him in different various points. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in this? Kind of like, do you believe in synchronicity? Do you believe in good or good and evil? Do you believe in heaven and hell? Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in coincidence? You know, it's like, they're all creating this beautiful art and he's the person that sort of just his presence draws something out in people. And he just keeps saying, I believe in everything. Yeah. She's like, sure. Sure. I believe in good and evil. Sure. I believe in heaven and hell. Sure. I believe in magic. Yeah. And, and that, I feel like that posture draws out so much good in people. Um, and, and especially with people trying to make really unique music, you know, he's, just, he, they're like, what did you think of that? And he's not like, oh, I didn't really like the mix. And that was a weird thing you did. And that was, that chord didn't fit right. He's like, sounds great. You know, say more, make more, create more, you know? Yeah. Uh, Giving things space to like unfold how they can unfold as opposed to being like, this is what it needs to be. And like, there's a, there's a way things are supposed to be. I don't know. Like there's, there's a sense of like, solving that folks have of like it must be evidence-based or it's not real right and I'm like I mean I think someone who's studying psychoanalysis is like well psychoanalysis is like struggles to be evidence-based but I think it's doing something that can't be cannot be like by nature of it being unable to be recorded is part of its beauty yeah no like part of what it is like to try and nail down synchronicity and prove it does feel like taking away some of the taking away some of the, the beauty of it. I, 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 I totally agree. I totally agree. You, you know, you're on the same page with this stuff. I do feel like it's interesting. Like I, I, I wonder about, cause you hear this and I'm like, I'm actually like, I want to bring this up to wonder is like, what's, what's the big deal if someone makes meaning out of a coincidence that is like 
superficial meaning. Like there seems to be this like sense of like, oh, it's just a coincidence and don't make meaning out of a coincidence. Like that's, you know, like you're just making something out of nothing. And I am a little bit like, what's the problem with that? Well, like, the union- what, what's, what's, the, what's happening if that, we do that? I, I have two responses to that. Okay. One is uh, this union life gave, gave an example of like where it could be getting into some realm of like psychosis or something. Yes. It was yes. like seeing like overly hyper focusing on outrageous symbols in right right like like he was saying oh um like well, i don't i don't need to go into the the long explanation right, but like but like becoming like so focused on it that's the only thing or like making huge decisions based on it yeah and and then maybe connecting dots where really dots shouldn't be being connected um yeah yeah but but um the thing i think i feel like i want to say which is why belize doesn't really matter to me much anymore is like we're already doing it all day long whether people know it or not and we have to like i'm sitting in a chair you know this I, that's what someday i want to get into like sign and signifier and symbols and archetypes like all these things all tie together you know but like a symbolic chair a house a street you know i'm just looking around and i'm, I'm just saying the things i see cars like uh i know people are like what is he talking about but but i'm talking about every day in order to exist as a human, we're, we're meaning making people. So we're all walking around in the world, probably, you know, doing like micro synchronicities all day long. Yes. You know? Yes. Shoulder right. shrug. It's like, I mean, that's really cool. And also like, yeah. Right. So like, it's, which is this interesting thing, like there seems to be this sense of like, and, I, and maybe this is exactly what you're saying of like, let's not water down these words of like, well, what is synchronicity and what is just random meaning making, you know? Yeah. Like, cause it does feel like I, I have some friends and I know I've started to be like synchronicity, synchronicity, like all the time with different things. And, you know, I do wonder like, does it lose its meaning? I kind of want to unpack what I think is a synchronous thing and be like, what do we think of this? Please, please. I mean, you know, we've what now this reached is. the apex of the episode. <laughs> we, I, 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 you are a piece of this. And I just feel like I coming into yesterday before doing a, even more research was like, yeah, this is my synchronous moment. And now I'm like, I'm not sure, but it is something. And have I overly made meaning out of it? I don't know, but it's been helpful for me. Yeah. So here we are. Here I am. I'm Mace. Oh. And <laughs> um, last January. January-ish, February maybe, I started reading this book, The Artist's Way. Mm -hmm. Talked about it, named it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she talks about is synchronicity. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start looking at synchronicity. In another realm, I also, before even she introduced the word synchronicity, had just recently kind of done a little bit of a slight dive into Carl Jung and Carl Jung's stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh, Carl Jung, when she drops it, I'm like, I've just read Carl Jung's red book. I've been doing mandalas. I've been thinking about these things that he's saying. So I'm like, he's already made his way into my psyche in a, in a sense. And so I'm reading and I'm looking for synchronicities. Now I'm a part of, for this class, I was a part of a group and we met weekly and we would like share stories. 
And one of my classmates, I kid you not, every week had a huge synchronicity story. Like I really wanted to be able to have a piano. And she would say that she said that to us, like, I really want to be able, I want to be able to play piano. Like that's something I'm thinking about. And then next week she'd be like, I ran into this person who offered to let me come to his house and do piano lessons just randomly. I didn't even ask. Wow. Wow. Or like I was looking for this book and in the little free library, there it was the next day, just like things like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, Caitlin, you're having synchronicities left and right. And it was like, it was like every week we'd be like, Caitlin, what's, what's gone? And she'd be like, this happened. It was like, she was getting all the synchronicities. Yeah. But, uh, I, I'm not allowed to have heavy quotes pets at my house. And I was having like a really rough night, like a really rough night. I was super sad. It was like rainy and wet out. And I had just recently been like, you know, I'm studying to be a therapist and the, the concepts of regulating have become really like prominent in my mind right now. I'm like, I'm needing, I know I need tools to regulate, like things to slow me down things to like help me to feel grounded, things to help me just like feel in touch. And I was feeling super emo and was walking outside to take the trash out and go and I'm walking and in the middle of the road is this little snail. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this little snail, like this feels, it felt very meaningful to me. Now, I don't think that that quite yet is synchronicity. I'm like, oh, I've got the snail. And I took the snail in and named it Jung. So like, it's there. Ironic. I, I, I mean, I'm naming it Jung because I'm like, it felt synchronous at the moment. I'm like, this is, this feels important. Like okay. this snail. Yeah. I'm saying, oh, oh awesome. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this snail was like, it felt like a gift of sorts from the universe. And yeah. it was, I was also like wanting to receive it, you know, like I was open to that. And then, so I take the snail in and I'm like, oh, I love this snail. And it was immediately really sweet for me to have this snail, little Mr. Professor Yoonbug and got a little home for it. You know, I'm like loving my snail. I'm like, it's really a great thing for me to have this snail. And then like a couple weeks later, I was like, I think I want another snail. Like I could tell, I was like thinking I want another snail. And I said that to a few people. I was like, I hope that I find another snail and kind of was like, I was in another down attitude and was like, it would be great if I got another snail and I'm walking. And in the same spot that I found you, there's another little snail. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I've got this other snail. And I for sure was asking for it. Well, let's just pause for a quick second. Yep. So this is what I think, like even me, and this is what I want to catch in myself. Cause I just don't think it serves any purpose, right? Maybe I, but I don't like part of you, me wants to roll my eyes and be like, yeah, so what a snail is where it's not like the snail flew from the North pole. It's like snails are on Queen Anne all the time. It's the big deal. Well, and it's like, Oh, clearly snails are in that spot. You know, like that's just a spot that snails like to be right by your house, you know? But I don't, I just don't see Ah, it's so hard to capture the feeling that I feel around synchronicity. It's like, I mean, I, I, I love obviously keep going into your story, but I think it's just a right point to pause for a quick second and acknowledge that people as they're hearing it might be eye rolling. And I'm like, but why, why like let everybody have their experience with meaning. And is it, 
uh, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Well, no, I, like I think it. you're, I think you're right. Cause there's even a piece of me that's kind of eye rolling. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mace, this is just like, this isn't, I don't, and this is where I'm like, I don't even know if this is synchronicity, but I feel like it reaches synchronicity at the end. Oh no. Like, I mean, oh, it gets crazy. <laughs> oh, like this, this, like, because this whole time I've been like, is this synchronicity? Like, what is this? And I feel like these snails have been a very interesting met, like invitation for me. Like they've brought me into thinking a lot about like spirals and the symbolic meaning of spirals and like slowing down and groundedness. And like snails have become for me, like in my personal psychic journey, like a very helpful, honestly, archetype for me. Like, right. And, and what's that, what's that crazy thing in nature that you've talked to me about before with all the spirals? Oh, Fibonacci. 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 That's a trippy right. thing too. Right. Right. No, exactly. But it's like, it's, 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 there's no coincidence. I've, there's no coincidence that I have lately found the symbol of a spiral to be really, really important and really grounding and helpful for me in terms mm. of my own, like, it's like become a very healing symbol, mm. which is also interesting in the midst of me, like, on a personal note around this season, kind of letting go of a past symbol of the Enneagram. So anyways, I have these snails and then I start to like catch more snails. Like no longer were there synchronous moments. Like there's moments where I'm like, I'm going out, I'm getting lots of snails. So I have lots of snails and I go and I go to house sit at your house, mm -hmm. Scott. And I actually only brought two snails with me. I think I just brought Winnicott and I just brought Yoon. So maybe it's at that point, I only have those two snails. Anyways, so I'm staying at your house and I have these two snails and I lose Yoon. So I have my two snails and Yoon gets lost in your house. Now, I think the timing of it's significant. Like Yoon gets lost for me in during a spring break where I was processing grief. Like, that was what was happening in that spring break for me. And I lose Jung in your little den, your little office area. And it's like, don't know where Jung is. Spent all week looking for Jung. And it's like, I have to accept this loss. Like Jung is off doing his own thing. That whole week, I also was grieving someone that died by, like died from COVID during this pandemic. So it's like, felt also very like what's happening here. But then I go home. We're like, Jung's off living Jung's life. You know, he came into my life for a season. He's gone. Now, speed up. I have had now I've lots of snails. And then I release all my snails. I was like, I think I'm going to release my snails and let them go. Like, they've served me. I want my snails to be free. I also, my snails were having lots of babies. Um, <laughs> so then it's like, okay, I don't have snails. And now I'm in this new season of life where... I am, it's my last day of work yeah. for the summer, which is like a very big transition for me. This has been a very pivotal, like eight weeks I was at work and it was really significant. I don't think this is coincidental either. I haven't listened to this Jungian life, this podcast on Jung stuff in months. Yeah. And the day before my last day of work, I listened to an episode on splitting that they have. And I was like, wow, I, have, I don't know where it came from, but I wanted to listen. And I listen. And then the next day I'm at work and I'm packing up my stuff to leave. And you text me, Mace, you wouldn't believe it. I'm like, what? And it's Jung. Jung has emerged from the bookshelves. Just to on be clear, everybody, day. Jung the snail. Jung the snail, not yeah. Jung the person. <laughs> emerges from the bookshelves. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's it's one of the, I mean, truly it, it is 
it is one of those tingles moment. I was like, I looked everywhere for the snail and this was months later mm-hmm. on that day mm-hmm. in on this moment. Day, it felt, it felt like such a significant day. Like yeah. I was like, can you believe it's today? And you're like, I can't believe it's today. Like as someone who knows what that day was for me, mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, and like, talk about for me, like in terms of like, you know, this idea of synchronicity as being linking your like psychic development or wherever you're at, like that was really significant. And I have since like re-brought myself back into union stuff for the past few weeks. And it's been really helpful as I head into this next season. Like I'm in a transitional season. I've got this snail back that like is reminding me of the spiral, like things come back home, like all of this stuff. And it's just like, I don't know if that's synchronicity or not, but like there's something there, like there's something going on there. And like, maybe I'm making meaning out of nothing, but it feels like, well, this meaning making is helping me or it's, right. it's serving me in some way. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and trust it or lean into it and find it fascinating and find it interesting and find it fun. Like, I think it's fun. It's like, wow, that made that transition out of the school year really like, I felt cared for, you yeah. know, yeah. like I felt like, Oh, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of the universe saying you're going to be okay. Like look down and like groundedness has been this really important piece for me right now. And it's like this little snail that's down on the ground. Yeah. So it sounds nice and wholesome. Like, I don't understand why anybody needs to like freak out about it. I guess, I guess it could play to some narcissism or some like super ego stuff or something like if you say that the universe is here to serve me on the other hand it seems like more people need that message like it seems like most people think the universe is not here to serve me the the universe is evil and giving me nothing and it's violent and uh you know people can get cynical i think this can i don't know i i I, what's what's this doing like that i feel cared for by the universe like oh big big problem there you know i am i am all in on this and i'm also cognizant of certain personalities including maybe parts of my own personality that would remain suspicious or skeptical and there's there are those parts in me too yeah and i'm just like i i guess uh this this has to do with like this idea that you and i are talking about which might also be fun to do an episode on someday like birthing your mind And the way I understand the concept of birthing your mind, I'm sure it's much deeper than this, but like through therapy, let me, let me, let me preface it with this. I talked to somebody the other day that is like phasing out of a religious community. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, what, what prompted this phasing out? And I was totally supportive of it. And they were like, Oh, therapy. Like essentially they feel confident and comfortable enough in their own mind and body and skin to finally opt out of this religious community yeah yeah. and so like I guess what I would say in terms of a birthed mind I mean these are all big concepts it's like you could just glide right by that concept on we should do an episode on birthing your mind oh like your own mind your own thoughts comfortable with your own mind and thoughts I know it's so much more than that but like it's this idea of like I guess if, if I'm in the process of birthing my mind, I don't want to sit here and say, I have a birth mind. That sounds like a very arrogant I, thing to say. I definitely do not have a birth mind. Yeah, <laughs> I but, feel but, like I am like three days old right now. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I get glimmers of what it could feel like. And maybe I'm older than you. So I could, and maybe I've honestly been in therapy longer than you, but like, 
I feel, I feel like part of the therapeutic process for me has been, has been saying, um, <clears throat> there isn't a mind out there, big quotes that, um, I'm trying to conform my mind to. So there isn't a religious system. There isn't a philosophical system. There isn't a scientific system. There is no meta conscious meta thought overhanging superior intelligence out there that I'm trying to conform my mind to. Eventually you just go, this is my mind. I know my mind. My mind is my mind. <laughs> it, it, it's not, and, and my mind isn't a super mind. My mind is not to be conformed to. My right, thoughts right. are not to be conformed to. So it's like, right. it's just my mind. And a my mind, reason. my mind makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, and I can explain it to someone, but gone are the days for me where I'm like, I'm trying to conform my mind to someone else's and then also have other people conform their minds to my own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a nice feeling. So I can say, honestly, I, I could take a day. Honestly, I could take 24 hours and talk about this synchronicity stuff and, and explain to you how it matches up and syncs up with my own understanding of my own life and mind. Um, it makes sense to me based on all these things we talk about in terms of like object relations and attachment theory and religion and psychoanalysis and symbols and tropes and collective conscious, collective unconscious, all this stuff, dreams. Um, and all, all that I'm saying is I'm building up to this point in response to what you just said and say, I, I am here in terms of a curious conversation and in terms of a curious podcast to, to just full green light permission to you and me both and to listeners to say, go ahead and start looking for elements of synchronicity in your life. Right. All, right, all, all that say that all that to make that one little point. <laughs> <laughs> we made our way. There. No, I mean, I think so. Like, I think, you know, and maybe catch us in six months and we'll be like, we were fools, but like, I don't think so. Like, I feel like that's where the, it was helpful for me doing it in part of like this book, the artist way of like, go ahead and just trust this for eight weeks. Yeah. Just like, you don't even have to really have you quotes, believe it. Just like do this thing for eight weeks and watch and see. And yeah. she kind of has this attitude of like, watch and see. And it's kind of true. I mean, it was interesting doing that book. We got a little bell happening. Yeah. I don't know what's um, going on there. It's lunchtime, everyone. Um, and I think, you know, it makes me think of, I'm, I have the lyrics to Always Full of Love by Bjork in my head right now. Like, trust your head around. It's all around you. Always full of love. Like, that is a mantra of synchronicity or a mantra of, like, the flow is all around you. And I just love this line, like, not twist your head around. It's like, she goes back and forth on that. But like, trust your head around it's all around you like there's this this faith and trust in this and like I like it I'm like I I think that there's this piece of me that's like I don't want to get into like all this like insane magical thinking and thinking things are like I'd like lose sight of groundedness like I don't think that that's what I'm promoting here by saying like yeah maybe the universe does give some little signs it's like but like intuition and like your sense of things being beyond you, like 
I don't think that's something that should be squandered. Like, I think that's something that should be cultivated and maybe honed in. Like maybe by opening yourself up to synchronicity, you can start to wonder like, what does feel synchronous? What doesn't? Like, when when did I notice things and make meaning out of it? And it felt like it served me. And when did I make meaning out of things? And maybe it didn't. And wonder around, was there differences between there? And like, allow space for that curiosity to develop, you know? Totally agree. And this bell is really all of a sudden starting to bother me. <laughs> I, I'm in this like little resort neighborhood and I'm, I'm near this thing called the town hall, which is like a fake town hall, <laughs> but apparently they ring a bell at noon. Is something synchronistic? Happening? I know. I know. I'm wondering about that. I Bells. Really I'm like, I would like, if a snail crawled up to me right now, it would be like ultimate. <laughs> um. No, I, I mean, honestly, though, but like, let's just, okay, let's, let's just take a deviation in terms of what I understand to be magic in terms of like a religion, the, mm-hmm. the, the magic of religion, the religion of magic. Yeah. Um, again, everybody, we are not even novices at this. I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's like a very shallow understanding, but my understanding is, is it, it's like it, all this stuff feels a little bit like manifestation. Right. No, totally. And so magic would be something like extreme focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's like you are focusing all of your life force and energy onto one thing. And that means you're eating, you're thinking, you're talking, your speech, you're, you're just like you're, you're, you're taking your human energies mm-hmm. and, and focusing and, and manifesting something. And that sounds again, like, is it supernatural? Is it phenomenological? Is it just scientific? Is it, is it a scientific thing that if you focus and channel all your energies on a particular goal, I mean, you could call it, you know, having a successful podcast, the magic. If I, if I, if I got laser focused and did everything I could to only focus, I mean, I'm talking about my eating habits, my sleeping habits, my, my waking thinking, everything onto making a uh, outrageously successful podcast with thousands and thousands of followers and money and success. You know, it's like, probably that's doable. You know, right. probably you could make that happen. And, and is that quote unquote magic? You know, um, I don't know is what I'm saying, but like, I, I wonder at this point in my life as a 42 year old, if, if it's just sort of a waste of time, honestly, for me, I just sense like, talking about the real or right 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 like right. Uh, I don't know I don't know if that was magic or magical or supernatural you, you you did something and synchronicity seems to be in the same realm of like my dreams my it's like what you're paying attention to right right no exactly it's like it, whether or not I mean I think the snail story is like whether or not it's synchronicity I paid attention to the snail yeah. And I paid attention to what it could mean. Yeah. Well, and for, yeah. And there we go. We got meaning out of it. Yeah, and I and I guess in the in the it's it seems in the ballpark of manifesting. So I'll just go with manifesting for a second cuz for us on a small scale, but there is no small thing. It's like the podcast has manifested something. So for the idea of like, you know, us following Kevin Garcia for a long time and all of a sudden we're doing a live event with Kevin Garcia. You know, it's like, wait, it's like that felt honestly 
sort of like synchronicity or something along those lines in the sense of like, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a um, explicit goal of ours. Yes. We just oriented ourselves towards the universe in a different way. We put Mm -hmm. out a different energy, a different Mm -hmm. signal, a different beacon, a different Mm -hmm. radar. And all of a sudden just sort of naturally we're we're in Seattle co-hosting an event with Kevin Garcia. You know, it's making me think of something that these folks on the the podcast, the magic podcast brought up of this idea, because they brought up this sense that synchronicity is actually like, and they brought in this big concept, time loops, and this idea that synchronous moments are actually like precognitive moments, that it's actually you yourself are creating this, whatever is perceived as synchronicity, because essentially they are like, you can see the, you by like retroaction, like you're living into the future and then it's affecting your present. I, I cannot even begin to explain what they were saying, but part of their- Well, it sounded like Joanna Newsom, didn't it? <laughs> like- It sounded like time, loop, time looping back in on itself and- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. great connection there. <laughs> um, and I think it's this interesting thing where they were talking and they were- in a way, it seemed like they were almost wondering, or I felt like there was a, a binary being proposed of like, well, it's probably less about the universe and more about your actual self. Like you yourself are the one who's creating these synchronous moments. Like that puts a lot more control in your hands. And in a way they were saying that that's less egotistical because it's less thinking that the universe is like, coming in and doing something in your life, but more of just like, no, you actually just have autonomy over your life. And so synchronous moments are actually just moments that you've had in the future that you retroactively are experiencing now in the present, which I don't even, it's, I can't even begin to say, I don't understand it, but I also was like, this is fascinating. But I feel like even what you were just saying, it's like, no, it's both. It mm-hmm. is both you having like autonomy, both you saying, I have something to say. I have thoughts. I have goals. I have desires. And I'm going to like, you know, put put this out into the universe that I have this desire. And I, the universe is in response. Like it's a relationship. It is, it is the both and. I mean, it's, I can't help but right now think vibrate the cosmos, the cosmos shall clear the path. It's like, it involves a dueling vibration. Like you yourself, need to be willing to participate and the universe participates it makes me think even of like dreams like I go to bed each night now and I say dream maker I will record my dreams if you give it to me and I used to think I didn't dream I used to not have dreams heavy quotes now I dream most nights and always is there is there a literal dream maker out there right exactly and it's like no, but I'm like, hey, I, Mace, am going to, I promise you, I will record my dream if you give it to me. Dear yeah. dream maker, please give me a dream. And it's like that intention then changes and shifts what gets responded to. Is it me? Is it the universe? It's both. Yeah. It's both. It's the relationship between the two. And there might be no small thing listeners who are just so fine with this. And I actually probably assume most are, but like. I, I mean, if anyone's still listening to us at this point, I feel like they're like these two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're providing in particular some really great content. You tend to do that. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're giving some really solid explanations of what synchronicity is beyond this like, dictionary definition. But I think, 
I think I'll, I'll, I'll always be contending sort of with my religious Christian baggage to a certain extent. And I, I know there's like, it's, it's ironic that a religious person would be sort of more skeptical. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Cause I would say people can also make a religion quote unquote uh, out of science even. So I'm like, yeah, I don't like this idea that we have to choose between systems. Like right. you have to choose right. religion or science. You have to choose, you know, new age or Christianity or like, uh, you know, whatever. It's like all these things, in my opinion, can blend together. Well, and I think that this is where there's this interesting notion. And it's what's coming to my mind is like people maybe being like synchronicity. It's a slippery slope. Like if oh, you, that's, we have to do that one soon. I know <laughs> if you start to go down the line of this, that's a slippery slope. And I think that there is this interesting piece where I'm like, and this is me speaking out of my own fucking psychic work. Sorry. I just, I don't, I don't know why I just apologize. <laughs> you apologized last week too. I'm like, why? <laughs> Who are you apologizing to? I don't know. I don't know. The transferences in my life are strong right now. That's all I can say. Are you apologizing um, to your mom? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> um, anyways, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, 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 oh. I think moderation is good. Like, I think this is this piece of like, we can be really excited about this idea of synchronicity and believe in it. That doesn't mean like, it's like synchronicity or die. Like, it's not like synchronicity is everything. It's actually like synchronicity and moderation. If you're starting to become obsessed with this idea of synchronicity and obsessed with it as if it's the end all be all, well, yeah, maybe be cautious. Like maybe that's not it, but in moderation, why not? You know, like everything in moderation is, I think it's better off that way, you know? Yeah. And, and gosh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I think that might be one of the most important things that's been said in, in this conversation. If, if we're sort of encouraging, like following the path of synchronicity, it probably can get out of hand where I, right. if you're, if you're walking around in the world, seeing symbols and synchronicity and magic and everything, honestly, it might derail you. And also you might be sort of annoying. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, having said that though, isn't it strange to think that like what I was explaining about magic earlier, it's like, there's a certain realm th- of thinking like, well, actually get like screw moderation. You know, if, if you want to manifest something in your life, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it go all in on the symbols, go all in on your goal, go all in on, yeah, but then I trying. think you might lose sight of reality. Well, now, now we're just going to coast off into nothingness right now. But like, because then what is reality? You know, it's like. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. And I've been, I, I've been challenged by this one quote that was in my therapy office about like the, how accepting frustration as like, that's like, accept reality as frustrating. Like that's all that reality is. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's then, on my mind right now. <laughs> last, last week we were talking about this idea of um, venting. Yeah. And I think that goes hand in hand too, with this idea that um, it, it was complicated because we were talking about anger and, and yeah. you and I were sort of proposing through the episode that venting, you know, would help anger subside. And, and you read this article that said, um, you know, tweaking it or, reorienting or I, I think I think there was another way of saying it um re-narration but I guess like 
the, the example you used was like, oh, when somebody gets your name wrong at Starbucks, instead of getting upset, you can right. look reframe, I guess. So you could say, right, 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 I, right. I'm, I'm going to see this as, wow, look at this creative thing this person just did. Instead of yeah. like, oh, they yeah. did something mean to me. So all, all that to say, it's like, it's like you can literally choose with your mind to step into a dimension of anger. And now you're living in that dimension and you're just yeah. like looking around and everything is attacking and everything is anger. Or you could literally just gently step into a different dimension. It sounds crazy, but like, you know, where there isn't as much anger and you're seeing the world as generous and seeing the world as abundant and seeing the world as kind just with some tweaks of your brain. <laughs> it yeah. seems. Yeah. Right. Which I'm like, I immediately am like, well, that in moderation, because, like, <laughs> right. because, because it's like, well, you could do that, I guess. And then, then you can create this place in which you're actually like turning against, like it, to me, it feels like you might start dissociating from the realness of the world. Like that feels like it could lead to, to, to potential in like, not being able to like witness violence or witness pain or witness things, you know? No, I do know. I immediately go. No, I think it is important. I, I, it's a, it's a very strange. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Quote. Well, I've got this quote. I, I don't know how this relates, but it feels, this is just on my mind. So I feel like that's like leaning into this for me right now. It is kind to be able to bear conflicts in oneself and others it is kind to forego magic and sentimentality for frustrating reality. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think that's right. And I think what we're saying, which is maybe what we've been saying through the podcast in, in the, in like the weeks leading up to this conversation, even maybe it's becoming a, a theme is, is again, not ever having to choose. So not choosing moderation or extreme thinking. It's like choosing when and where to apply those different yeah. mentalities. Yeah, 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 like to, yeah. today I, I need to be extreme. I need to be laser focused. It's not moderate. And then some yeah. days it's like, I need to practice some moderation right now. And you don't, right, and, right. And, and, and those two can exist in the same moment, focus yes. and moderation. Yes, yes, know? yes. No, I think that's exactly right. And like, honestly, like, let's bring this out to like multiplicity. Like multiplicity of the self, multiplicity of group, multiplicity of the universe. It's like we have all of these voices, all of these pieces. And it's like some days it is. It's like, let's listen to this one voice. That's important to listen to this one voice. Other days, it's like a choir. Yeah. We need a choir. We need to be attuned to the choir of voices. Yes. You know? Yes. And is there space for that? Is there space yeah. for, for both of those things to exist? And one can exist and that doesn't negate the other existing. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you and I are obviously kindred spirits. So we, we go, we, we vibe with this stuff. I, I don't know what it'd be bringing up for other people. I guess, I guess the idea of synchronicity was appealing to me just in terms of reading the artist way. And if I'm just going with the way I'm wanting to approach synchronicity at my point in this journey in terms of like uh, creating a podcast, we, we have little projects we're working on. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I want no small thing to take us on a journey that we're already on. And I want, I want to continue on that journey. I mean, everybody, I think we've mentioned this before, but if you want us, if you want me to get clear, it's like Mason and I have talked about maybe someday, 10 years from now, having a center somewhere, like maybe on an Island that would 
that would have like art therapy and classes and spaces to do different projects and, and spaces to hold retreats and like places where we could host a retreat and talk about all the things we love to talk about and, and gather people. And again, like you're hearing me talk about it in a raw form, but that's the synchronicity that's putting out the energy that's mm-hmm, looking, mm-hmm. looking for the coincidences. That's, that's looking for the universe to, to hear me and say, okay, hear what you're saying. And here, here's, you know, and this is like, what's so fun about collaboration too. Cause it's, is it, I'm not talking about like a divine entity bringing me these things, but universe is used as a way to say the world and people and forces are hearing what you're saying and they're going to bring, mm-hmm. bring you something that maybe you didn't even know that you no. were saying. Yeah. yeah we yeah, have yeah. an image in our head. It's in our yeah. dreams. You and I talk about it mm-hmm. and, and it's a sketch. It's a sketch. And, and, yeah. and, and, and the synchronicity element is like, you know, honing my attention to things, you know, and paying attention yeah, and noticing, you know, this is, I don't know where this is going, but because we're us, I'm like free associating here, Mm -hmm. um, which I also really want us to do an episode on free association. Like I, 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 more and more, I really want that. Um, I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it can happen. I think I'm, I'm, I'm having this idea because you mentioned this earlier about this idea of like a scarcity mindset or abundance mindset. And I think more and more I'm kind of having to, I'm, I'm hitting the rubber meaning the road of me being like, oh, I've got some scarcity mindset happening often in me. And it's come up in my morning pages of this notion of like me, like this idea of like, I'm writing my morning pages and I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, this is great. And then I immediately found myself being like other people maybe are suffering. And it's like, well, that is true. And of course that's true. There will always be like that. That will always be the case. Mm -hmm. And my flourishing does not mean that doesn't like create suffering. Like, it's not like this. Like, I think in my brain, I have this like logic of like, if I lean into creativity, if I lean into this intuitive piece of me, that's like taking out from someone else's potential for that. And I think that's exactly like not the actual truth. Like, I think that actually like, especially if it's coming from like a heart centered intuitive place, that's like for leaning towards the greater good, like me leaning into what is good for me is not going to negate and take away from other folks and I feel like this like it feels kind of synchronicity in the sense of like it's not like we're gonna run out of it's not like there's like oh you know like there's the synchronicity isn't just like I don't even know what I'm saying here but it feels like there's this concern maybe of like there's a really loud baby crying near me I don't hear it I can hear it it's really interesting (laughs) I'm like, what is that? What is Synchronicity. that? Synchronicity. Like, is my baby crying from inside? Probably. Yeah. Ooh, we talk about the scarcity mindset and the abundant mindset. Oh, that like just hit me in the heart. Yeah. No, I, I I think I hear you saying like, if if there's like a a cloud of goodness out there somewhere, and you're and and through your living and creation and sharing, you're 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 like, you're 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 like asking 
to receive a limited amount of that abundance or goodness. And it's, and it's going to go to you instead of somebody else. Right. And it's like, well, actually I, I, in like, in terms of like my own sense, I actually have the sense that that's actually a creative, the abundance is in itself a multiplying source. Yeah. It is not a source that runs out. It's like by nature of its source, like multiple Mm -hmm. and multiplying. So it's like leaning into that with synchronicity. It's almost like you catch it and it's like, there's, it, it multiplies. It's not like a limited amount of it. Yeah. That was, that was Annie Dillard's last collection of writing that she put together, by the way, it was called the abundance. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's funny too, to think about this idea of like, I think you and I both do have like sort of, it's happening in this moment, like a fantasy of sorts of like, when we say, I want to talk about this someday in a podcast episode, like when we, we say, we want to talk about slippery slope, we want to talk about free association. And then we just start talking about? No, no, we have a fantasy that's even happening now of like, there's a fantasy, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's going to provide some sort of satisfaction. And actually, <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite. Like we find ourselves talking about free association and they're like, well, well I don't know we what just happened. Part two of yeah. that. Because, like, I definitely don't feel any sort of satisfaction at all in terms of synchronicity. So whatever we set out to do, I think it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a meal. (laughs) It's a meal that doesn't satisfy. It's like you ate this meal and as you're eating, you're even getting hungrier. It's like doing the opposite. And I think. Oh, go ahead. Well, I I just think we say that we that's something you and I both just tend to say, oh, like, I want to talk about slippery slopes someday. And I think both of us have a fantasy in our mind that's going to be like a satisfying meal. And it's like, it's not, we, we get to the conversation and we're like, ah, it only shows how much more there is to talk about. <laughs> no, I think that's so true. And I, Oh, I had a thought where to go. Oh, okay. It's back. It's back. <laughs> I talked about this last week. I've been mentioning beyond. So I think beyond's going to really start to emerge weekly. I want to talk about beyond. <laughs> it's, time. <laughs> it's that time of day. I <laughs> And uh, I've been so, so brought into this line of thinking of like, and I think with this, it's like already been there. Like there's already a foundation for this and even us doing like Esther Meek ways of knowing and like the sense of like going into the unknown. Yeah. But it's like, he makes this point of like, and I just feel like this is, he's talking about psychoanalysis, but I think it's everything. And I think it's this podcast, like at the end of a psychoanalysis, you need to accept that there will be significantly, significantly more that is yet to be known than what is known. Yeah. So how dare you think that while you're in analysis that you really know that much? Like there's, in terms of like the way things are, it's like what is yet to be known is just so much vastly more than what is known. So like there's this sense of like, so orient yourself towards what is yet to be known. That's where the abundance is, you know, I, like, I feel like you're just not get caught up in the, what we know already. It's like, well, what we know already actually also is going to shift and change. So like, why, why are we still looking back there when there's so much, it's not even like this idea of like, look forward, but it's also like what's present is the, is what's yet to be known, you know? You're, you're giving us nice little footholds. I feel like we fly away and then you bring us down to a little foothold, like a little landing, a little landing, a little gathering, a little, a little <laughs> thing to hang your hat on. You know, it's like this idea of uh, like orient yourself to the yet to be unknown, to the yet unknown. Yeah. Yet to be known. To, to the be known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's funny, like, uh, again, the way certain people approach even therapy, it's like, it's like you're going to get 
you're going in to get like a tune-up or something. <laughs> you know, well, you laugh, but I think that's the way most people approach it. It's like, there's a few little glitches. And if I go to therapy three sessions, I'll get fixed. Oh yeah, I saw a therapist three times one time. One time I was struggling, I saw a therapist three times. It's like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm sure if you're really actually struggling with a very tangible problem that you're trying to get fixed. But maybe, maybe I honestly want to wonder if getting that temporary problem fixed causes more problems. Because there seems to be like, in terms of psychoanalysis and maybe the Freudian, Jungian, Lacanian approach <laughs> is Ooh, like, you're dropping <laughs> is there's, is there's a meta problem that you're trying to fix in therapy. And so pro- maybe part of the problem is you're trying to fix the little problems. Well, and I think that that's also, I've been having big thoughts of how we've assimilated psychoanalysis to be like an agent of moderation in the, in the not greatest sense of that word. And like, I mean, I think white supremacy, like, I think we've taken what actually is psychoanalysis, which is going to flip you on your head and make you kind of a deviant of society and question society and wonder about harm in society right? and, 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 and very grossly watered it down. Oh, it has even like appropriated. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, And taken out of its roots. I mean, like psychoanalysis was like a relatively leftist socialist communist movement. Right. Born out of Marxism. And like, (laughs) that's like, oh, we're just going (laughs) to pretend that's not, you know, a piece of its history. And like born out of a group of folks who are were Jewish in the midst of in between World War One and World War Two Europe. Like Jeez. that's that's its birthplace. Don't want to know about that. Don't <laughs> want to know about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean I do, but like I know people don't. You know? Uh I don't even know where I'm going with that. But I, I think I think we're just acknowledging that like uh we're swimming in a sea of capitalism and it <laughs> We are. <laughs> we have our capitalism goggles on, and it's really hard to see things for what they are. Um, like, I, I mean, it's. It, I think what I've said too in the past is like you can't even broach the subject of potentially, potentially asking if you could create a container where you could maybe offer a mild critique of capitalism without people losing their shit. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I'm not doing an outright dismissal of capitalism. Like, are there elements that we could critique? And people are like, ah, no way. Absolutely not. And I think that's telling in and of itself. It's like, what? But uh, we should probably start winding down. Yeah, <laughs> I have, I have 10% sense. battery left on my computer. Oh, you fool. 10%. Um, yeah, so we totally talked about synchronicity a lot. <laughs> I think we did. I think we're getting more and more comfortable in the early days, I think we were trying to deliver like an answer of sorts to what, like, I mean, I think we might, might have started off that way. Like yeah. thinking about potential listeners and saying, Hey, we've done some research on synchronicity and let us try to solve this for you. But like, I think what we're allowing ourselves to do a little bit more these days and definitely it happened here is like the content is the conversation. Right. So you're listening to us process this stuff. Well, and I think, I think that there is something actually happening in terms of like on a subconscious level of like now both of us are in therapy where the primary modality is free association. And I, I, I know in the past, this podcast and the last one, I've said, I want to do an episode on free association. And I think that part of what's happening is I'm like, I want people to know why it's okay that we go this, we go on these tangents. Right. No, you know, like, 
I think there's, this piece, immediately. Of me saying, there's this piece of me that's saying, no, that's, that's, that's where it is. Like that's very connected to yeah. synchronicity. If my, if our brains take us to this place, yeah, that's related. You know, it's not unrelated. It's, it's, yeah, it's and there's doing also some web. There's all sorts of strange stigmas around that sort of thing because when we're truly like getting into that fun, the fun free association stuff, and we're both making a lot of space for it too. Um, it's like people want to be like, oh, it's new agey, or people say people say something like, Oh, you sound like you're high right now, or something. It's like, well, maybe I am high on life, I guess. Very, or... very sober, yeah, right here. Yeah. Mace is very sober. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not talking about Mace in general, but like people, there is sort of this like classic high thoughts of like, oh, yeah. like oh, free association. You know, you probably feel more free to do that when you're high, but you can do it without getting high, I think, right? Obviously. Right, right. right. Well, no, and I think there's this piece of me that I've had, had my therapist say to me every week when I'm like, I'm so scattered. Like, you are not. Like, you are right. not. And then, and then, in terms and then of, I'm I mean, like trusting it, you know? Right. In terms of synchronicity, <laughs> again, just like going off this stuff, probably if you're allowing yourself to do that free association, you're going to stumble mm-hmm. upon some connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it in a way that doesn't feel so forced and boring. No. And then it's going to be like, oh, yeah. Whoa. That's my, that's what I live for. Honestly, I think that's why we're doing those. You live things. for the aha. You live yeah. for the aha. Aha <laughs> moments. Whenever, whenever we're stuck, I just am looking for that aha. Oh. We're going to get there. We'll have to go down this way to get the aha. <laughs> I haven't gotten the aha yet though. Uh, I mean, it's like some sort of crazy award, reward. I mean, I think about some sort of like rat in a, in a cage, in a test subject. And at some point I got the little hit of cocaine or something as a rat and now I'm just going crazy well, knowing I mean, someday I'll get it again <laughs> back to we did a whole episode on this but like uh Esther Meek's ways of knowing it literally there's a chart that talks about like going to the void and then on your way up from the void there's literally like a little bubble that says aha moment that's it that's it's it. like it's like that's it. mapped out in what happens when you go allow the void space to exist well that's our whole thing and that that is <laughs> no we really are just <laughs> wondering but like that's what we're going to do in the center someday we're, we're going to have a program or an experience or a a, a a thing that we take people through that 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 like helps them get to the void mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, and maybe we won't get you to that aha moment we'll hopefully get you to the void yeah you can only get to the aha moment by going to the void. We can't promise you the aha moment, but we'll get you to the void. (laughs) Here's what we could do for you. We'll take you and bring you down on into that void. I imagine it being like a cave. We'll listen to that. We'll listen to that uh, beach house song effigy to the void or whatever. Oh, ele- yeah, I know. Totally. Elegy, elegy oh, to the void. Which it's just making me think. I mean, there's this piece of me that's like, you know what? That sounds a little weirdly evangelical Christian camp of like, it's yeah, like, it'll be totally different. But it is kind of like a sin <laughs> talk. Like, oh, we're going to bring you down to your, like, who you are. No, no, and, I mean, there's something to that, right? <laughs> oh, and then, and then it's like, I'm loved. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, though, it is a little bit different because if you th- if you think about like a young life type of sin talk, it's like it it isn't it really is sort of abusive because you're like it's oh, it's it's a, it's a shame of... thing. It's like you're evil, right. but but there is something about this idea of like getting someone to the void. 
No, that's a little I mean, different. That's a little it's different. A, it's definitely, no, it is definitely different, yeah. but we will have to, but there is this way in which, because that it, it, it's different. And also like that's pulling on the truth of the void to the aha, you know, there's something about our human psyches that likes that. I'm really pumped up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking in on my energy levels. And I got to say, I'm, feeling pumped. I'm, I'm pumped. I think I started off cause it was a, it was a slow gray morning here and I'm sitting on a porch and, and honestly, everybody with this weird little resort town I'm staying in with this crazy little town hall that's playing this bell. I felt sleepy and disoriented and I hardly had any coffee and all these cars are going by me and we're sort of in the center of town. So I'm in a bit of a fishbowl. So to get going felt sort of awkward. We did it. And now, and now I'm like, now I'm, now I'm in the zone. But uh, yeah, we have to end on a high note. Or we're gonna end it in the zone, yeah. friends. Um, I hope that people this just sparked your interest. Like honestly, I feel like we did go to all these weird places. And if you have thoughts or comments about this, you know what, you can DM us at no small thing and let us know your feelings. Also, folks, I'm gonna do a quick plug here at the end. A little, a little ending plug. Ending plug. First off. Friends, check us out at No Small Thing on Instagram. We're on there. We post. We post quotes. We, you can DM us and we'll respond to you. Um, also, if you're interested, give us a rating and review. We recently had a troll review where someone just did some kind of like meme thing. Um, that was a three star. And I was like, all right, we need to get someone to take out this troll review. It's like, it's uh, so if you want to give. I didn't a- see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely someone we know. Oh, um, boy. But uh give us a rating i mean this episode is a funny one to um you can let us know what you think of the ramblings free associate thoughts of scott and mace um but also if you're interested in really engaging a lot more with these kinds of conversations and getting into the curiosity with us you can become a patron at just three dollars a month uh go to visit lesscertainmorecurious.com and you'll find a link to our patreon page there And if you become a patron, you can join our Discord where folks engage with our episodes. And this week, we had a listener engage with our scapegoating with huge thoughts that have just like expanded scapegoating and given me given me so much to think about in terms of scapegoating. So it's pretty cool because it allows like you to engage in this intense meandering and intense curiosity around a single topic. Um, So those are the ways that you can support this pod. Um, We're gonna keep doing this we believe in less certain more curious this is like this is in our hearts and um we're on this journey and if so if you have things you want us to do or complaints or ideas or ways that you've enjoyed this let us know we're we're here for that journey and want to invite other folks into this with us Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Next week will be another episode on dreams. So start those dream logs. uh, Send us your dreams. We'll probably be getting some posts going on Instagram. Dream six, I think. Dream six. So this this is emerged as the top topic, I think. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye.